Life is full of oddities. Those things that, when you really think about them, just leave you scratching your head. Some of them are meaningless, like, why is abbreviation such a long word? Odd, I know. And then there are other oddities that, when you truly think about them, well, they're loaded with meaning. In the 4th century, revered theologian Gregory of Nazianzus compiled a list of oddities regarding the life of Jesus. Welcome to Sincerely Yours with Ann Maines, an exclusive presentation of Faith Strong Today. Hear new episodes every weekday and subscribe to our podcast at faithstrongtoday.com. And when you think about them, he's right. While these statements are true, their subtle irony leaves us scratching our heads. He wrote, Jesus began his ministry by being hungry, yet he is the bread of life. Jesus was weary, yet he is our rest. Jesus wept, yet he wipes away our tears. Jesus was sold for 30 pieces of silver, yet he redeemed the world. Jesus was brought as a lamb to the slaughter, yet he is the good shepherd. And finally, Jesus died, yet by his death destroyed the power of death. Yes, there are some things in life that just seem oddly ironic. But as we continue our journey through the book of Hebrews, we find that in God's plan, it all makes sense, right down to the role of Jesus as our high priest. We're in the seventh chapter of the book of Hebrews, a letter to believers living in Jerusalem. Through the ages, this book has earned the reputation of being a masterpiece, yet the identity of its authorship remains a mystery. But one thing that is clear is its purpose, to shine a spotlight on the unique characteristics of Jesus. For in this book, we read that he is the radiance of God's glory, the express image of his being. He is spotless. He is the Son of God the mediator between God and humanity. Jesus is our high priest. Now, we need to pause at this point because in biblical times, the role of priest was fulfilled from the descendants of Levi, one of the 12 sons of Jacob. But in studying the lineage of Jesus, we know that he came from the tribe of Judah. So, according to Jewish law, how could Jesus fulfill the role of high priest? Let's find out beginning in verse 15. The change in God's law is even more evident from the fact that a different priest, who is like Melchizedek, has now come. He, Jesus, became a priest not by meeting the old requirements of belonging to the tribe of Levi, but by the power of a life that cannot be destroyed. And the psalmist pointed this out when he said of Christ, You are a priest forever in the line of Melchizedek. So, who was Melchizedek? We're not told a lot about him. In the 14th chapter of Genesis, we find that as a priest, Melchizedek said a blessing over Abraham when he and his men were on their way home from rescuing Lot. And that's basically all we're told about him. But that fact in itself is interesting to note, because in Genesis, the book known for its begots, we're given no lineage from Melchizedek. No specific beginning to his line. 
And so it is with Jesus, our forever High Priest, the only one who literally has no beginning. He is the Word who is God, the Creator of all there is, our mediator in a fresh new covenant with God. His once and for all sacrifice established Him as our one and only go-between with the Father. No one else is needed. Jesus has done it all. And this, more than anything else in our world, truly makes sense. Taking you on a journey through the New Testament, this has been Sincerely Yours with Ann Maines, an exclusive presentation of Faith Strong Today. Subscribe to our podcast and join us on social media. All the details are at faithstrongtoday.com.